phone On the beat with this microphone I was blowing, got an oil leak I'll do you in no auto zone Top got discussion, you hear no Three six speed, talking propeller I'm a rockin' fella, don't care for hoa Dressin' all white, but I'm not Jehovah DJ, till I'm game over I let a flip a track over Locked down with the podcast Speak a box without out cash Underweight, 135, your girl on my D No circumcised Work you out on Mondays Go overtime, just Friday Welcome to the show, Mondays over Fridays. This is your host, B.A., the big guy, Aaron in the house. We got my man, Dre, in here with us today. What's up with you, man? What's good, man? How y'all doing today? Doing doing incredible, man. Good. We got another, we got we got our special guest jumping in with us today, my man, Wes Stark. What's up with you today, boss? What's up, baby? I'm ready. Hey. Let's go. Hey, glad to have you guys on here, man. Uh, last week, we were talking about what's going on with the men, and we're going to continue that series today. Because even this week, we had some, man, what in the hell is going on with the men moments? So yeah. let, let's, let's dive in here and talk about it, man. We, we were just, before, before we hit record, we were talking about sports and what's going on with these young people out here. And I'm like, question to myself was like, where are these folks, where are these boys' daddies? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it sounds harsh and it sounds rough and it could sound even sexist, but where are these boys' daddies? You know, right. who are the, the men that are mentoring and leading our young folks that are going to take over our position in the world and lead. Um, we are all coaches. We're, we're, we're all, uh, I would say uh, we have our own, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We have our own uh, ministries. We have our, our leadership go. roles. We, we have that, the three of us, we grew up, a certain way. I grew up in the hood, didn't have no daddy around, but I had some uncles and I had my teammates. I had some male influences. I'm sure you guys had your male influences, either good or bad. Yeah. And it dictated yeah, sure. who you are to this day. Uh, let's talk about mentors. Who are some of the, the most influential people that you look to as mentors? Uh, who are the people that, that, that you are your go-to guys uh, in the world? Who, who is your, who are your spiritual leaders? Who are your coaches? Who is your financial advisors? Talk about those things. Those are all mentors in, in my book. Let's talk about that because a lot of these kids don't have any of that. They got they got mama, and right. they may have the barber. And you know the you know the you know the leadership you get in the barber boy. You can go you can get anything at the barber shop. You get a little right. bit everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so even add them to the add them to the list. Add them to the list. Who are some of the guys you go to? Famous. Or even somebody around your crib. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, y'all want me to start? No, I, I got this, man. Oh, jump on there, boss. Ahead, Get it. So my, uh, we can start with spiritual leaders, man, because I think that's probably one of the most important ones. Um, but my, uh, I'm not at this church anymore, uh, but my spiritual leader, Pastor Gerald Johnson, man, this dude, he came from the streets of uh, Detroit, man. Dad was a pimp. <laughs> so that's how you he wake over right there. <laughs> yeah, he was out there in the streets, man. He was but, uh, really in the streets. Yeah, but this this guy, uh, he really taught me uh, the value of self, man. Like seeing yourself as uh, a king, you know, and uh, really, really dictating the way that you will allow people to treat you. Because I think it, it all starts with, you know, we talk about respect. I say, well, hey, what about respecting yourself? That's where it starts, right? Because if you respect yourself, you're going to, by default, respect other people. Right, right, right. Because you're going to hold yourself to a high standard, man. So, so this man really taught me that, and then you know, just taught me the value of your skill and, and not letting people undercut you. 
you know, like sometimes we used, we used to clown because uh, he has a son, or he has two sons, and one of the son, you know, he got into music production. Well, this dude, man, he'd been probably like six months in on, you know, just kind of learning the ropes. Man, he was trying to charge like $200, $300 a beat. Like, hold on, man, you just started, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but right. but that that spoke to, you know, his his teaching, like, hey, man, like, you don't you don't undersell your skills. You don't understand what God, you don't over, undersell what God has given you, right? So you don't let anybody do that to you either, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Is that just the one? I, you got any, You got any more? Oh, I have a few other ones, man. Uh, Talk about them. Let's get it. Let's get it. Oh, man. So uh, I go back because this came up recently uh, at one of our professional developments when they asked, oh, who is a teacher that has influenced you? And I remember my senior year in high school, uh, I had to move to West Virginia like two weeks before my senior year. And I remember this this old white dude, man, uh, Mr. Eddie, who was my history teacher. This cat was... uh, you could tell he was an OG man. He's a he sold cars on the on the side. You know he had like he had the gold watch and all his hands had rings on him and stuff like that. But he's, <laughs> he's an OG though, you know. But uh, I remember we got into this this squad man down uh, on the side of the school one morning, and you know we're like right in the middle of this thing, man. It's like five or six cats fighting, and you know I'm cocking back to hit this cat, and somebody grabs my arm and I turn around and it's him. Like this dude had to be in his 60s, man. And he's right in the middle of all this, man. And he's like, and he tells me, he says, uh, why, why are you out here? Like, you're way better than this, man. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, he didn't even send me to the office. He told me to go, go to class. And, you know, That's we were out there fighting for about, you know, 10 minutes. But he saw the value of me as well, man. And, and it's the same thing. He's like, hey, man, like, you got to act according to your work, man. Like, you, you're better than this. So you should be out here with this, man. You got to. You got things you're supposed to be doing in the world. Right. So that always stood out to me, man. That's what's up. Wes, who are some of the who are some of your mentors, man? Well, you know who got you the way you are. I you know what, to be honest, and you you had mentioned earlier, you know, the mothers and stuff being really close to one. That was actually my mentor for the longest time. She first off, being a single mother of three kids, she and I'm being the only boy in my family of eight siblings, not just eight siblings, but just like, just like nothing but cousins, all that stuff, nothing but female. So I literally grew up around women. So yeah. my mother, she made it a purpose to put me around guys. We talking about barbershops. We talking about deacons at the church. Like I have an array of people that's been some type of instrument in my life in some kind of way. Right. But there was this one guy I will have to say he's been he's passed away a long, long time ago, but his, we called him Uncle Elgene. <laughs> he literally was there helping me become the little dude that I was supposed to be. I would get in trouble at school. First person to call. Hey, man, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Hey, come over to my house. Let's let's wrap for a weekend. And so I will go over to his place for a while and then turn around. There's been times like I used to be a really big crybaby, like constantly. <laughs> and I think that had to do with the fact that I was around women all the time. Yeah. yeah. And okay. It, it was one of those things where, like, man, I will always, like, something will go on. I'm crying about it because I'm getting attention for it. Mm. And I didn't start realizing that as I started, until I started getting older. You feel me? Yeah, but then man. when my uncle had passed away, 
it was one of those things where it was like, I don't got nobody else. So I started looking for mentors and father figures throughout my life in different areas. And unfortunately it led down wrong paths on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then it led to, you know, me being threatened. My life was threatened at one point. I think I was about seven or eighth grade at that point. So my mother had moved me and was like, you know what? Let's go find your dad. He lived in St. Louis. So you obviously need a man in your life. So she moved me down to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I ain't never really seen this dude. Yeah. Last time I think I've seen him, maybe I was three. Yeah. So I don't know nothing about this cat. So a part of me is like, I don't know this nigga. I don't like <laughs> this. Nigga. Yeah. See right. me? But yeah. then at the same time, it's like I, I at least want a relationship with this guy. I at yeah. least want something. So I was, it was an internal fight on a regular basis, bro. Internal yeah. fight. And so when we finally moved down there, I was getting in trouble left and right, bro. Left and right. I'm getting in fights. I got jumped by five grown men trying to protect my my cousins. Yeah. They all females too, by the way. <laughs> so yeah. like I said, I'm surrounded by women, no matter where right. I went. Right. And so uh, I thought for a while, I thought I was a player for a while. I was like, I got the insight. I got the insight information to women, bro. It's like, I, I just mm-hmm. talked to my cousins to be like, hey, what do you think about this chick? You know, but then I'm getting down, I'm going through the wrong routes. Then I'm connecting with the wrong guys who are trying to pull me into gangs and stuff like that. My mom finds out, she's like, you know what? I'm ripping you out of there. She right. pulled me out by this point. I'm freshman in high school. I'm, I'm going to Winnetonka High School in North Kansas City. I don't know if you know about any one of you guys know about Winnetonka High School. In North we Kansas called City. it Loser Tonka, but go ahead. Brother, <laughs> let me tell you. It was. <laughs> it was. It was bad, man. It was. You, I, I say the bar was set very, very low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, bar, the bar was set very, very low. And it was only a few black kids in that school. So I felt some kind of way about that. You see what I'm saying? So it was like nothing but white people, Hispanic people. Mm. So I'm thinking I'm hot stuff, bro. I'm thinking I'm light-skinned, so, sort of compared <laughs> to the rest of them. So I'm thinking I'm, thinking I'm the pretty boy, bro. That's the only and time in history, you're probably in your high school ways, that you could use that light-skinned thing. Because <laughs> right now, boy, we, they trying to say nope. the light-skinned fellas is out here losing. <laughs> nah, bro, we winning. I'm we telling you, bro, bro, we always say don't trust them light-skinned niggas. <laughs> <laughs> But that's facts though, man. So yeah. like literally, like long story short, man, it's just like I was constantly going, looking, I was searching, but I was never finding. It wasn't right. until I be I, I you know, until I was like 19, 20 years old and I really start taking football serious in my life. Uh-huh. Is when I start finding coaches that were like, Hey man, you got it. You can go it to the next level. You can take this to the next level, just start trusting in the process. That's when I start really learning, okay, who to be, how to be, how to conduct myself. I had a coach. Hey, you remember Coach Sanders over there in uh, St. Joe? Uh, yeah, I remember Coach Sanders. Yeah, so. <laughs> he said that like. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly what he means by that. And I didn't mean to throw his name out. So I, matter of fact, I'll, I'll try to erase that later. But <laughs> I, You know, I, I yeah. ain't never, I just hold your thought. I ain't never had nothing, nothing, no ill will against my man. So yeah. you know, I'll keep it in. He's, he, he's safe. He got a safe space here. <laughs> my guy. I put it like this, he he helped me understand the business side of football. Yeah. To where he was like, you need to start presenting yourself a better. You need to start 
pushing yourself better. You need to start connecting with more people. That's where I found my first agent. It's through Sanders. Yeah. Oh, so really? when I was going through that, yeah, I'm dead serious. Like okay. I would go through camps. I would go through workouts all on my own back. Yeah. It wasn't until I found the agents is when I started realizing, oh, I can take this to a whole nother level. Yeah. You feel me? And then that's where it started. Like, so business wise, professional wise, it started, it started basically building from there. I'm meeting coaches left and right. And, and I'm finding different perspectives that was adding into my life. Right. And that's when I start seeing a huge change in who I was as a human being. Okay. On the back end of being a crybaby as a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think that's something that's inevitable when you're, when you're raised around women and, and things like that. But I mean, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, Dre always gets on me about, you know, I, I say things like, you know, guys are a little bit, too emotional or I'm not an emotional person, but he corrected me maybe five years ago and said, you, you, you're an emotional person because you, sh you, you show things on your sleeve and on your heart and there's a certain way that you do things, but that's emotion. Right. Uh, I, I don't think there's ever anything wrong with that. I, I, uh, I never correct my son when he cries. I say, hey, bro, get it out. You, you, you gotta cry. I don't want you to hold that thing in because one day you're gonna be with your wife and I don't want you to hold that thing in and blow up on your wife or your kids. Let me tell you, because, bro. yeah, because that's something that I did and I had a, I had to end up growing up, you know, but the way I learned that is my, my mentors are people that are around, have been around me and I still have mentors. Dre's one of my mentors. He didn't know that, but he's one of my mentors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wes, you're one of my mentors. Every time we talk, it's always something inspirational or something. You, you're filling me up with good stuff. It's That's never been anything negative. And when I've, when I've messed up, Dre has been there to say, hey, dog, you messing up because we we kind of had a pact about that thing when we when we were down in Austin together. Let's let's yeah. let's be men of of correction and accountability. We're going to talk about accountability in a minute. But the mentors that I've had around me have been stand up guys, stand up men. And my guys are my three uncles and my brother. That's what's up. Um, those are the people who I grew up with. We didn't have I didn't have a, a guy in the house. And it wasn't like those things where my mother just pushed me on to my uncle. They knew to pick up the slack there. Not That's to say that they were slack. They knew to be there for me like I would call my uncles every weekend hey man what's going on I, I know they got tired of me calling their phones all the time because I wanted to be around my cousins and be around them going to the barbershop I remember going to the barbershop on 63rd street in Kansas City uh and yeah. and getting that barbershop talk and and me being around women all day was a shock like man they going in and it's kids and and babies and women in there and and they going ham and I told my daughter, I said, when you go to, I took my son to the barbershop last week. She ain't never really went to a barbershop with him or me. And I said, you're going to learn something today. Uh, and then the week after she went to a tattoo shop. I said, you're going to learn something today. Oh, I said, yeah, it, for sure. She got talk from two guys um, talking to her about men and life that she hears from me. But now she's like, my dad said that, but then somebody else said that it makes sense now. It, you know it, what I'm saying? Somebody else said, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's weird how that happens, but that's how my uncles were. My uncles would say something, one thing, and I go to my uncle's house the next week or a month later, they would say the same thing. It was a it was a consistent thing with them on how to be a man, how to conduct yourself. Uh, my uncle Rick, shout out to Rick, um, raised four boys, all of them college men, coaching and doing different things, and he's been with his wife for long as I can remember. He's one of the guys that I, if I need to pray, go to him. If I need to talk about whatever's going on in my life, 
go to him. If we go into a football game, hey, he'll call me up and say, hey, what you doing this weekend? Let's go to the game. He was the guy that took me to my first college football game, KU against Oklahoma, on my birthday years ago. And you won, by the way. Uh, that game, no, they did not. <laughs> I was <laughs> messing with did, you, bro. <laughs> they did not. I you remember know, that game because guys, man. <laughs> they had a, They had a, They had a cat called. Uh, they had a cat named Jamil Holloway, and that's a funny story too. When we played semi-pro ball, he was a, I was a teen, a young guy, and I actually played against this guy. You know he got in trouble for drugs and all that stuff when he was in Oklahoma or whatever. I actually played a semi-pro game against him. This dude comes up to the line of scrimmage, and I know I'm going down a rabbit hole. He comes down the line of scrimmage. My coach, uh, this is Coach Sanders, was, hey, dude, this is Jamil Holloway. This dude is like a, a legend. You better be on your P's and Q's. I'm like, man, this dude, 40 some years old. He comes to the line of scrimmage, looks down the line and points at me and says, we're coming your way and you ain't going to stop. And I'm like, me? He said, we, and this boy tucked that ball and they went. I ain't never seen nothing like that. But, uh, you know, the leadership that I had from my uncles was incredible. Um, even to this day, my uncle Bill, Anthony, military guy, you know, if I, if I need to talk to them about anything, they, they address it in a way to where it's not like I'm being your father figure is based off experience. I like to be around men who, who have experience and, 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 and learning the lessons that they learn. Dre, you said something important today. Uh, could you repeat what you said about being the smartest man in the room? Oh yeah. Um, if you're the smartest man, if you're the smartest man in the room, you need to find another room. Yep. Yeah. And that speaks to ego, man. It really that. does. Really, re- re- really does. Uh, really I like crazy. I like to have myself. I, I consider myself somebody who's highly educated and I ain't talking about degree status. I got a degree, but I like mm-hmm. to do research. I like to study things. I like to uh, study the Miles Monroe's, the T.D. Jakes, uh, the Martin Luther King's, the John F. Kennedy's of the world. I love to study history and things like that and see uh, their perspective on the world, which which helps influence my 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 thinking. I'm a person who takes the little things that I've learned and and apply them to my life. It's like stealing like an artist. What I learn, I'm gonna put it towards myself and and make it the best product that I can. Yeah. Uh, my uncles are valuable, man, and the the knowledge that I've learned from them is so incredible. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of these young men do not have that. Uh, I can tell you that for a fact when it comes to uh, kids who have both parents and they have both parents working. It's almost the same as having a single parent home because where are their influences coming from? It comes from the world around them, phones and and the teachers that they have in front of them. So they're missing a lot of uh, male leadership. And uh, I think it's very important that we, if you're a single mother out there, shout out to you, get your sons around some men. Get your sons around some men because my theme is always consistent. You'll never be a man unless you see a man. Period. You'll never be a man unless you see a man. You'll never know how to conduct yourself as a man. And what does that mean? There's a certain way. God built us a certain way. Protector, provider, uh, leaders. And that's not a sexist thing to say. He built us for this thing. And being structured and built a certain way, our society is tearing that wall down. The tarant- I saw a little. I always talk about little Nas X because he's oh, the guy who's man. out there. He's out there with his baby bump. His what? Yeah, had, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, he's sitting pregnant. I don't pay attention like, to none of this stuff, man. So everything you say when it comes to this guy, I'm, I'm like, it's all new news to me. Yeah, I, I'm trying to stay off social media, bro. I, I'm really trying. <laughs> I, I'm really hey, look, trying, but but my kids, my kids are teenagers. My, my kids tell me too, man. My my students, man, they tell me everything, though. And they were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay. You know what's he even doper? Baby bump. But he, yeah, yeah so, he's he's sitting yeah. on his knees like a woman with the flowers on his hat head, an open shawl shirt. Hold like he's pregnant. He got a he got a baby bump. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I mean, it's out of context. So I'm trying to I'm trying to picture when. I, I you, you know what? I guess it's <laughs> who's influencing this guy. Is it is it the money? Is it the industry? Bad, Where your man. daddy is? It's the Where your boys? It's the devil. Yeah, that's devil got him. That's weird, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's real weird. So go ahead, the, man. Continue, the mentors bro. that you have around you are very important. They influence they influence a lot of things that you do. But or at least going keep into you from doing things. Say that again. I said, or at least keep you from doing things. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's incredible that we don't have people in our world that have their own way of thinking anymore. I, I'm a free yes. thinker. I like to think the way I want to think, and it's influenced yeah. by certain things. And it's driven by certain patterns that I go by in my life. These guys now is all social media. That's their yeah, thing. Yeah. I have to check my kids all the time. Put your phone down for a little bit. Go read a book. You know, go go get some information. Uh, watch the news, but don't watch American news. Watch Canadian news or or uh, Ali Al Jazeera and all that stuff, and Something look at different, different perspectives of the world, yeah. not just this Americanized thing. And I, I try to influence my kids that way. The other day. My daughter was supposed to get picked up for school or like 4.30 for senior sunrise. It's the senior thing. They go watch the sunrise at the football stadium. Her girlfriend was like, yo, I'm on my way. It's two minutes before the thing starts. I'll be there in a minute. And I'm like, all right, baby, I'll take you. And, and I said, I get her in the car and I say this. You got to be careful of the people who don't value your time because they don't mm -hmm. value you. And like today, I was late. I got enough courtesy to say, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And I apologize for that. Um, people who don't do that stuff drive me nuts. We're going out to a nightclub and I pull up in front of your house. Be ready outside. Be at the door, putting the key in, locking the door, ready to leave versus, hey, come on in, man. I'm still getting dressed. Nah, bro. I hate that. We at the gym. Yeah. I'm already getting my workout in. You still 20 minutes late. And then when you get there, you still want me to continue. Nah, bro, I'm out. I got stuff to do. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You go on vacation and you ain't got your money, but you said you wanted to go. You waiting last minute. Hey, bro, guess what I'm doing? I'm going on vacation. <laughs> my daughter learned about a, it. <laughs> yeah, my daughter learned a very, she learned a valuable lesson. I, I, I'll take pictures for you too. You know, we got to start telling, we got to start learning how to value ourselves because people don't value us anymore nowadays. And yeah. some of these men be doing that stuff. A lot of these guys, I got some friends and let me not do that because yes. yeah. let, let me not do that. Let me not do that. Back it on up, Terry. I, 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 you know me, I, I, tell, I tell it like it is. And, and hey, if y'all feel a certain way, y'all know my phone number, y'all know where I'm at. So don't feel a certain way. But, but see, just, that's, just the, that's the thing, Go though, ahead. right? That's the thing. And any other dude would have went ahead and kept going on that, right? Yeah. yeah. But we, we, we'll we call the dude. If we got a problem with you, we're going to call you. I'm going to see you. Yes. Right. Oh, wait, I'm not hiding behind no keyboard, no computer screen. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like you got a problem with me? Come see me. Come see Let's me. Go. Yeah. That's 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 what men do. 
That's what we're supposed to do. If I got an issue with you, let me, the Bible even talks about that. Let me, let me come holler at you and, 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 and squash this beef. And if you don't forgive me, it's cool. That's fine. You know what I'm that saying? That's the problem. Yeah. They don't that's forgive not, you, though. That's not my problem. Yeah. problem. Yeah. You did what you needed to do. It, it, exactly. And of course, me running my mouth, I always lose my train of thought. But again, uh, <laughs> again, circle I'm back. I'm the same way, bro. I get it. <laughs> circle back. Mentors way. are important, fellas, uh, which yeah. leads me to accountability. Correct. When you mess up as a man, when, you, when you're screwing up, when you're not doing the right thing, right? Uh, growing up before, before who I'm with now, my wife, uh, I was in them streets in them streets. And I didn't have anybody telling me right or wrong. Nobody not telling one. me. What's that? Not one. Not I'm one. Saying, yeah, not one. They was not out there doing it with me. Cheering me on. <laughs> Cheering me on. And, and, and yeah. what's the scripture? When I, when I was, when I was young, I thought I was a boy, but now Child, I don't know yeah. those childish things. I put away those childish things, man. I don't have the desire to be out there in the streets. Again, I stopped drinking. Which one sounds better? Two, 200 some days or six months, seven months, seven months sounds better. Right. So I, yeah, I stopped. You, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I put yeah. it down and, and nobody held me accountable except my boy, Nick. Nick is a show. He's a, he's a host, but he can't, he can't be on here today. He got, he got other things going on right now, but he held me. He said, Hey man, put that stuff up. It's killing you. He was right. He was wearing me out. And it, I think it's important that we have people who hold you accountable on things like for little eyes X, somebody got to tap him on the shoulder and say, boy, you got millions and millions of followers out here and look at the influences that you're putting out there. Now I understand that you have your sexual lifestyle, do your thing, homie, but don't lead anybody else down your path because it's going to lead to destruction. And you know what, man, there have been people that come out and say something and you know what's happened to them. What's that? They got canceled. Yeah, See, that's like his, that's like his right line person, of defense though. right there. Yeah, that's his line yeah. of defense right there. He'll, yeah, he'll turn, he'll turn the his, right person. Yeah, that's true. But he'll turn his he'll turn his followers against whoever it is. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's been the last three people that's tried to do it to him. Well, maybe that's because those people don't have the right influence. Like, say, for instance, if The Rock checked him, who going to go against The Rock? They want this boy as the president. Like, if somebody just said, hey, man, and called him on the phone and not put it out there in the media, like the mm-hmm. Terry Crews of the world and, and, and all that type of stuff. I'm calling people out today. Um, but if the right person checked him and said, hey, man, let me let me holler at you for a minute. You know what I'm saying? It, it's something about somebody who has the confidence and the prowess and, 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 and the, the chest out that can lean in on another guy and say, hey, man, you're jacking up. You, you're really messing up the system. Who are some of the people that hold you accountable in your life? I know one is on the screen with me right now. <laughs> this boy, this boy, tell me in a minute. His favorite word is this: "Say, man." Say, say, bro. <laughs> say, bro. Who you? Who you talking to? And I'm like, all right, big bro, I got you. I love you. Okay, That's just, what's up. just let me down easy. <laughs> hey, hey. You know who's some of the people to hold help hold you accountable in some things that you can man, get you on know, the phone with. For me, it's uh, it wasn't up until this year where. I had somebody. Yeah. It wasn't up until this year. And he's not even like a long-term friend. You feel me? I have another guy that I can, I can, I can call on. His name is Warren. Oh, he actually changed his name. His name is Omega now. But uh, call him O, Big O. Big O. But, uh, Shout Big out. O. He's like, he's like, he's my battle buddy, bro. Battle mm-hmm. buddy from 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 high school. 
but um, he he adjusted his life over time, and that's one guy who will who will literally check me, like you talking about with Dre. It's like, hey, bro, chill out with that. Like yeah. you you getting a little bit too too emotional about this. And he understands that dark side that I had, so he knows when I get to that point. Like, bro, chill out. But no, this this other guy, his name is uh, Raj. He's uh, actually one of my counselors that I have for my mental health. So yeah. he's actually helped me to that point to where from being a very depressed person to being a person who's like me talking about myself, being that person to where I know who I am now. Yeah. No matter how much success I've had in the past, I know who I am. That allows me to be a better father, better husband, a better person in general. You feel me? So when it gets to that point to where I need accountability, I'm like, hey, look, I'm going through this right now. And I've gotten to that point to where I'm in my life to where I can I can recognize cycles. It's like, boom, I've gotten to this point. And he's taught me that just in this last mm-hmm. year. I recognize cycles. Like I'm getting to that certain point where it's like a mistral cycle. It's like, bro, like, hey, I've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. I've been to this point in my life before. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, okay, it's not, it's time to check that. And he he just tell me, hey, just call me up when you get to that point. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll call you up. So yeah. I call him up. Boom. Hey, look, I'm going through this part. He was like, hey, so how you feel about that? And then we go deeper and deeper and then deeper and then deeper. At some point, some weeks, it's like, hey, bro, this happened to me when I was at nine, I was nine years old. And then other points, it's like, man, I remember the situation I ain't thought about in 20 years. Yeah. And we get to that point and we get over it. And then we move forward from there. So Sounds yeah, like you I got, got a Tony got Robbins. Guys. Got you a Tony Robbins. I wish, bro. Like, look, hey, man, I ain't going to be able to pay him like that. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I got, I, I definitely have somebody, but it, it's taken years for me yeah. to get to that point. I'm it's, usually that guy somebody comes to. You feel yes, me? Yes. I'm usually that guy. Oh, yeah. So I never had somebody to be there for me when I needed it. Yeah. Now I do. And I can see a huge difference in my life already. Let me ask you this, man. When you, right before, right before you found this guy, right? Mm-hmm. How was your, how was your mental during that time, I know for me, yeah, for me, because I, I just got, I just got a guy who similar. Yeah. Um, but dude, I was about to lose it, man. It's so frustrating because you, you, you stop and you realize, wait a minute, man. Like I'm yeah. walking around here giving all these people advice that most of them aren't taking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's yeah. doing that for me? You know, right. Right. yes, I, I, I do have a man here. He just same thing for me, right? He's trying to make me sound like a bad guy here, but. Yeah, you have to check me in the RV too. Right. But, you know, sometimes I need that FaceTime. And yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, your, your pump behind had to leave, but that's a whole other right. conversation for another day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But how was your mentality at that point, right before you this, this guy came into your life? It got to a point where I was about to lose my wife. Mm. And I was about to lose my kids. I was a very... Man, shoot, you about to make me cry. I was a very, very angry person, bro, inside. I can mm-hmm. easily front, my bad, I didn't mean to hit the mic. I, I can easily front in front of my, my colleagues, my clients, my, yeah. my, my, you know, but I can't hide that crap from my wife. I can't hide that crap from my, 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 my kids. My kids know that energy from me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this to them anymore. It took one night 
I was literally on the edge. And I don't mean try to drag it down, but I was so dark, bro, in my own mind. Christianity, whatever, it didn't matter. Religion was not helping me. Yeah. I realized I was by myself and I didn't know how to get out of that. And it was dark, bro. I was in a process and I know it sounds messed up to say this now, but I was at that process. I was, com- I was, I was about to commit suicide. Really, really bad, bro. I yeah. got to that point. My wife was, she's freaking out. She, he need, you need help. Like now, like yesterday. Like yeah. You got a lot of stuff that's starting to hit the fan. You ain't dealt with in years. Yeah. My mentor got me to that point to where he's saying, the reason why you got to that point in the first place is because your, your mind, your body, those things, those problems were screaming out to you, but you kept pushing it away. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it got to that point to where it was like, hey, you're going to listen to me. And grab yeah. me up. It was yeah. like, like you're gonna face these issues that you having issues with. And I had a dream, and let me the long wind this thing out, man. But I had a dream to where I was in this hallway and it was nothing but doors, doors, and then just like dark. And it's almost like you remember the movie uh Saw, where mm-hmm. like you got the flickering lights in the little room and stuff, it kind of yeah. gives you that yeah. little horror movie feel. Yeah, it was in a similar situation. And it was this only door that was open. But when I was walking through the door, my skin was melting off, bro. Like I was like on fire, screaming, like, man, let me get out. But I couldn't, I couldn't go back. Right. I couldn't go back through that door. I was like, I ain't trying to have all this. Like, bro, I ain't trying to burn anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I heard a voice say, you're going to a different level and you can't hold this anymore. And in order for you to get to that point, I have to burn all this off of you. And when I start to get halfway through my body, that part that was already burnt start to feel free. And so I had, it was like, it was almost like, hurry up, get this burn off me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like get it all the way down to the ground. Like, let's go. And then I realized I got to a point to where it was, I opened my eyes and it was like this room, bro, just that opened up to a whole nother world. And I know it sounds corny, but it is what it is for me. Yeah. Opened up to a world, man. It was beautiful. Birds, just green fields everywhere, man. Just light everywhere and i felt joy right i ain't felt that in years bro wow years and i was like i can't go back anymore i i I went to my wife immediately afterwards and i was like hey look i think i'm on a whole nother wavelength now i know Mm -hmm. it sounds crazy but i think i'm on a whole nother wavelength and i need i in order for me to get to that point of living my life the way god has intended for me to live with peace and joy and happiness I have to forgive you for some stuff. Then I'm going to my mother. Hey, I need to forgive you for some stuff. And I went to my father. I ain't talked to in years. Hey, man, I got to forgive you for some stuff. I went to my buddy of mine. Hey, bro, Black Lives Matter situation was going on last year. And me and him having issues about it. And I was like, man, I felt some kind of way about you for the disrespect you was having for people like me. I was like, but you know what? I forgive you. And we're going to move from this. And literally... Every single person I went in contact with, I literally freed them as well as me. And then they're sending me messages back like, bro, man, you, you hit me with this. Now I'm to the point to where I'm, help, I'm asking for help for this thing. And I'm going to my family members telling them I forgive them. I was like, I didn't realize like one person's move can literally trickle down and create a whole nother way for other people. All mm-hmm. for my man. Raj, 
I know it sounds corny, but it is what it is for me. No, man, that's 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 absolutely incredible, brother. That's, that's the that's kind the, of stuff. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we talk about that that boyish mindset, man. Going into yeah. a man, like we have to let go of some of that stuff, man. But it takes that accountability. Uh, I think accountability matures uh, self-reflection. A lot of times with us, man, we see ourselves as either better than we really are or less than we really are. But it takes that that person, that the outside looking in, like, hey, yo, dude, this is this is what you this is what you are. This is who you are, right? Yeah. And so you know, and then even asking questions like what you were saying earlier, he, he start asking you questions. Y'all start get deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Yeah. But then it, it was becomes, hard too, bro. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it sucks, it right? Hard, man. Um. But it allows us to start building that habit of self-reflection. And I think that's where the movement and the maturity comes in. Man. Just having that. You got to be willing. You got to be willing yeah. to go through it. And it's not one thing. It's not a one-time thing either. It's literally something I have to go through on a monthly basis for me. And then I realized all the problems that I was having issues with start to become less of a problem for me. Yeah. And I start evolving. Then I start, okay, okay, cool. All right, let's find something else that is holding me back. Cause I want to be free, baby. Like, let's yeah. go. One thing about it being an athlete, once you start to get that momentum, you're like, let's keep this going. Yeah. I got a championship to win. And how many championships can I go get? Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? So this is like, it, it got to that point. It was like, okay, one, like for instance, he, he hit me with one. It was like, one of your failures right now is holding you back. And, and we went through this whole calculation for certain things. And he was like, you're losing $260,000 right now because of that one thing. What? Oh, no. no. And it came down to the fact of I was afraid to present myself to people because I was afraid of receiving rejection, hate. And then it was like, oh, man, I was afraid to tell my wife I love her on Facebook, bro. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? What was I holding back for? And I always wanted to show my wife I loved her. But yeah. because of past issues with people loving me, but then turning around and stabbing me in the back, it was like, I don't want to put that out there just in case. I don't want to get hit again. It's like, no, nah, yeah, I'd rather take a that. hit for my wife. Yep. I'll take a hit for my family any day. Yeah. And I hit I hit a sucker back in a heartbeat, baby. <laughs> That's what uh, I, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel, man. <laughs> man. No, man, yeah. this, this, I'm glad you're sharing this, man, because uh, a lot of guys don't understand aren't free in them in themselves enough to express the way you did. Uh, I've been free on here because I've learned guys that, that nobody's going to love you the more, the more than you love yourself. And the way I love myself is by freeing my thinking, meaning open freeing my thinking and opening myself up to be vulnerable. Dre, you always talk about being vulnerable in certain areas. Uh, it took me a long time to say some of the things that I say on here. It took me a long time to be able to get in front of a camera. It took me a long time up to my teenage year to tell my mother I loved her. And man. now I tell my boys, I tell my son, I tell the fellas, man, I love you, dog. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you might get that, that I don't care. I feel the way you feel. This is the way I am. But you know, yeah. one scripture, not even the whole scripture. I ain't going to say the whole scripture uh, that we as fellas should always lean on is as iron sharpens iron. Yes, sir. Uh, so one person sharpens another. And you just sitting here being transparent, being open, being vulnerable releases me. You know why? Because it lets me know that I'm not the only one that goes through things. Uh, yeah. When I do feel alone, 
I'm not really alone because the experiences that you have is helping me figure things out. When I was going through my dark moment, I was on the phone with this guy, Dre. I was drunk as hell. I was sitting up having dealing with problems and he know me. I could talk back, I could talk back, talk, toss back a couple bottles and be good. But this particular day, I wasn't paying attention. I was, I wasn't paying attention of how much I was drinking. And brother, I, I was sitting on the back of my truck and I blacked out, standing up. And my wife came out there and she said, what's going on with you? I started crying and started letting things out. She put me in the shower. Then I woke up to a note. I woke up to a mm-hmm. note. I still got that note. And I got the gist of it. I still haven't read it, but I got it. I, and, you know, her coming out there and, and Dre just saying, hey, bro, I think you need to talk to somebody. And, and, and let, me get, yeah. let, let, let me let you talk to Jessica and then you get back on the phone with me and we'll figure some stuff out. But just to be able to have somebody who, who checks you in your darkest moment. That was probably my yeah. darkest moment right there. I, I, I just let everything build up and it just exploded. But it was an uncontrollable explode. Not like I'm whooping somebody ass or something like that. I was exploding right. in, internally, man. I just didn't know what was going on. But when you had somebody on the phone who kind of checks you, checks you and brings you sober in the moment, that was my guy, Dre, right there. So a lot of times I look for him, look, look at him and, and I don't reach out to him as much as I, I should because we've been doing this a lot. But even prior, if we, if we have a phone call, maybe 10 minutes before this, he'll say, hey, man, say, man, you are, you know, you know, that's just the way we should be. So having accountability partners, having somebody who will check you at the door or check your bad habits for saying, hey, man, you're doing a good job. We don't have enough people telling us you yeah. in the right place. You, you're doing a good job. Don't worry about it. Things like that. Sometimes we do feel alone as men. And a lot of times we don't have nobody to talk to but God. You know what I'm saying? And we do need Facts. that. We do need that FaceTime. Um, I think that's why this is important. I think the conversations that we have like this are very important. And men need to understand, hey, man, it's OK to be vulnerable. You ain't no punk just because you tell your homie you love him or, or, you, or you, you ain't got to say no homo after that. Uh, right. it, 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 we're not going to judge you just because you have uh, something to say. Sometimes it's OK for you to let 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 loose and and talk to your boy, because you know what? If you let loose in the wrong place, it might get you a divorce. It, it might make you lose your kids, your wife, your job. You know what I'm saying? Jail. So jail, dead. So you you we have to have a release. That's why I think this this Mondays over Fridays and this conversation about men is so important. So while we're talking about uh, accountability, let's jump to heroes. Let's jump to heroes because I got some heroes in my life, man, from sports figures. Uh, to you guys, uh, I always call you guys my heroes because you guys show up. Uh, uh, one thing that I know when you say things, it happens. Or like uh, like like Wes, you say, "I got you." I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's something about having somebody to say, "I got you," and mean that shit, right? right. I don't like nobody to gas me up and let me down. I don't want to be that person to say I'm gonna do something and I can't get it done. And if I can't yeah. get it done, I'm going to give you a a meaningful reason why versus a bunch of excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the type of people that I want in my life. Those are the men that I want around me. I want my son to be passed on to those guys to where if I tell my son something this, this way, he goes over here and here in a different way, but it means the same thing, but you're getting a different perspective from different people. Uh, I like the, I like those type of people around me and you guys are that, 
uh, some of the heroes that are in my life, Tim Tebow, love that guy. Love watching his stuff. Uh, again, my uncles, my brother. My brother t- tells me uh, all the time some great knowledge some, in his own way. But, you know, you know, you know how your brothers and, and stuff are, your uncles is. They tell it to you in their own way, but you get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We need those things. I got a good friend, DJ. Y'all know DJ. Uh, the way he say things is weird, but I get it just because we, we feel each other like that. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Those are my heroes. Regular people, you know, not Tebow, but regular people that can instill some values in you and, and, and check you at the door on a lot of things, man. So, so who are some of you guys' heroes in your life? Oh, wait, 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 wait. My mama. I know. Yeah, I, I tell you what, Jessica and my mother are some of my heroes, you know, because when I'm in a dark place, those are two people gonna, I can always uh, uh, really talk to and, and count on. So shout out to my mama. Love you. Shout out to you. <laughs> Jessica, love yeah. you. Shout out to you, too. So go ahead. Who's some of you guys as heroes, man? Talk about them and talk about their what they do for you or what they're still doing for you. I got to say, uh, my mom, and one of the reasons why she is my hero, I would, um, other than the obvious, uh, being a single mom, she never talked bad about my dad to me. And I thought that was so important because uh, I'd seen my dad probably when I was 12. And so all through middle school, high school, you know, she would always encourage me, hey, you know, you want to call your dad? Like she would never, never force me to, never, you know, push it on me. But she, would, you know, just ask me every once in a while. You want to, you want to call your dad? You want to talk to your dad? And I say, no, nah, man. You know, you know, f that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I ain't got nothing to say to him. Right. Uh, so when I turned 26, my daughter was born, Jordan, and something was tugging on me to take her to meet him because I knew that she was his first grandchild. Um, and so I did. And when he came over, uh, he, lived, he lived in Louisiana. When he, when he came over, you know, he was just sitting there just kind of marveling at her, man. You know, she's sitting in the playpen and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I asked him, I said, man, how come you ain't never, how come you ain't never call me? How come you ain't never, you know, reach out? You know, what's up? And uh, he gave me, uh, in my mind at the time, it wasn't a, a good enough reason. It wasn't an excuse, but kept pressing upon me, go back and see this man. And so I kept going back. I kept going back. And what I started to see is that, man, he was kind of in that rut where, you know, he was comfortable. And he was the type of person that he wouldn't step outside his comfort zone. I mean, he never really left from, wow. the, he, he, he lived in the town and then died in the, the town that was right next to it. And there was only a bridge separated the two, so it was basically the same town. Like he never stepped outside of his comfort zone. But what I saw was that, man, he was like a light within his comfort zone. Like he was, he was, you know, he kept the family together, you know, there. It was tons of people over at the house all the time, every time I went over there. And, uh, you know, he passed away like three years after that initial meeting. You know him meeting my granddaughter or my his granddaughter, mm-hmm. and so I always go back to my mom for that because if it wasn't for her being supportive like that, even though you know he did her wrong, she was still supportive because she understood the value of a man, the value of a father, and so she wouldn't let me forget him. 
And so if I yeah. would not have had her, then I would have never come to know that man who was my father. Because he wasn't a bad guy. He just, yeah. he had his own issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't right. malicious. He just had his own issues. And I, but I would never would have known that. So I would have gone through life the rest of my life. One, not knowing where I came from, you know, because there's an identity thing there when you don't know your dad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I also have somebody that I can look towards as far as uh, how a man is supposed to treat others. Yeah. That's what so, you know, so my mom has got definitely one of my heroes. My wife is one of my heroes, too. Um, she's very analytical. She gets on my damn nerves sometimes. But this one, <laughs> she, she's another one that'll give it to me straight, man. Like, and she yeah. does it in the most tactful way. It almost pisses me off because I'm like, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just tell me, right? Like, I'm like, look, this is what it did. She's like, no, right. have you thought about it this way and that way? And I'm like, yo, I'm not your patient, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> get right, off right. She breaking but, you uh, down. Yeah, you know, but but she she's a very strong woman um, and, and she's a very loving woman. And so that, that's, that's kind of what I aspire to be, man. She's the one that actually you know, taught me to be empathetic towards people um, mm-hmm. I, you know i have a lot of patience but i'm not very empathetic so i will deal with you and deal with you deal with you until i can't <laughs> and once i can't yeah. deal with you no more like i'm gonna overdo it like you're gonna know um, yeah so she's helping Cutting me with that and everybody gonna know yeah everybody gonna know man i'm, I'm like a sledgehammer <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah this this dude right here man uh aaron's always been there in my corner man like i, I watch how he deals with with his family and watch how he deals with, um, you know, just people in general, particularly other men. Um, and he just, he carries himself the way that I think that a man should carry himself. Like I, I had other friends, like male friends and dude, they just, they just do some, some whole stuff, man. Like, you know, they just, <laughs> you know, just acting like females, man. You know, like unfriending yeah. me on Facebook and stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying? Well, are you serious, man? You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know what I'm talking about too. Y'all yeah, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, for sure. You know, coming across a, a guy who acts like a man. Right. It's refreshing, man. It's refreshing. Right. Appreciate that, man. West from what I see, man, you the same way, man. So like like yeah, I, I dig that, man. I dig <laughs> that. Having guys that act like men. It ain't gotta be no macho uh toxicity or none of that stuff going on, man. But it's like just act like a man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's 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 incredible, Dre, man. Uh, thank you for those those kind words, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm learning from you guys and continue. You know, I knew uh, Wes was a stand-up guy. We were at a football game and he was holding his wife's hand at the top of the stadium. You don't remember that? We were up there, just the three of us having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I remember field. that actually. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were, you were holding your wife's hand and, and rubbing her back and having a yeah. conversation about life and football. And, and just up, looking yeah. where we were. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And I said, dang, I wanted, and you didn't know that at the time. I said, that's what I want to do with my lady. And uh, up, again, you guys are always constant influences. Um, the, 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 the reason that I, again, I wanted to do this show was to show people that you can be a man, you can have vulnerabilities, you can have sensitivities and still be a man and, and walk and talk like a man and be respectable in this world. Cause number one, we, if, if we don't under, if we don't know this, people are watching us Yeah. somehow, some way. I always tell the kids that I coach football, somebody's always watching. And that is true. It, you don't have to walk around and be an actor. Just be who you are. Uh, just make sure you represent who you are. 
Um, I tell the, the boys on the football team, you got a name that's going to be on your back. Make sure you represent them well. You're going to represent your, your mom, the dad, uh, your school. More importantly, you represent yourself. And the like way that. that you do it is by acknowledging uh, your faults, uh, challenging yourself every single day, and, and being accountable and having the right people around you. I think our society is failing in that, in that aspect, but it's up to folks like us, coaches, dads, mm-hmm. mentors, uh, heroes. Those, all those things are important. And the other thing that's important is your story. Your story is important, no matter how dark it is. You just have no idea, Wes. Your story right there, it just helps so many people out, including me. Your story is important in this world. So don't ever think that the position that you're in or the voice that you have is not important. This is just for us, not just for us. This is for everybody who can hear this. Your story matters. Your your story is important because you never know that kind word that you put on Facebook, that scripture, that, that, that live video that you do is helping somebody out. So make sure yeah. that when you have those platforms, you do it right. And you don't lead anybody the wrong way. One of the most important things to me in my life is I tell my son is always try your best to do the right thing. Always yeah. try your best to do the right thing. And if you can't, at least you better try damn hard because life is full of failure. Life is full of people that tell you what you can and cannot do. Don't be a person who will tell yourself that what you can't do, what you can't achieve, what you can't, what you can't strive for in, in this dark society. Uh, I got a scripture on my uh, sleeve that says, be a light to the world. I want to be a light to the world. I want, I want people to understand that I'm a man of God. I love Christ. I love people. And even though that our times may look bleak, stand up, put your chest out. Be a man, grab that young man that you see on the corner, say, what's up, see how things are going on in his life. Be somebody who helps influences because you know, if he's in that dark space, whatever you say to him can bring him out of that hole. You know, if you're a father out there and if you, if if you're a father out there and you don't connect with your kids, pick up the phone today, call them up and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. I messed up. Be accountable. If you are uh, a mother out there, same thing. If you love people, tell them you love them, give them their flowers while they're here because the world is going to try. You turn on the news, it's doom and gloom. Always doom and gloom. Be a light in the world and, 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 and make sure that you're always continue to try to do the right thing. We're going to close the show out, guys. You guys got anything, man? I think this was, a, I think this was what we wanted to do. Have that locker room talk. Have that freedom to, to chit-chat and, and be us, man. So y'all got anything before we close out today? Everybody's built for their own story, like you was talking about, man. Everybody's built. I, my bad, bro. I interrupted you, didn't I? Oh, no, you got it, man. You got it. You got it. Yeah, no, I was just going to piggyback off of what you said, Aaron. Basically, everybody's built for it. So you are built for your own story. You are built for greatness. You're built to pursue whatever that goal, that dream. You are built for that. So whatever your story is, live within that, own that thing, and move. That's it. Just do it. Like I was just talking to my wife. Um, yesterday, do it anyway, no matter how you feel about it. If this is something that's tugging at your heart, do it anyway. You're built. Do it anyway. It. Yeah. Dre, what you got, Bob? <laughs> he just, he just final thoughts. Verbatim what I was going to say, man. Great minds think alike, bro. Only, I won, bro. son. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. Just own it. You know, it's yeah. your story. It's nobody else's story, man. You know, yeah. you have the yeah. privilege of being blessed with, with whatever it is that God gave you, man. So own it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't don't be the don't be the servant with one talent. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. They can end up uh, again. you know, putting it in the ground, say man. That don't do that. Yeah. Say that, say that one more time, bro. <laughs> don't be that one, one servant. Time. Don't be yes, that sir. one servant with the one talent, man. Yes, sir. Throwing it in the ground. Don't bury your talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we always love for folks to join us. Shout out to uh everybody who's listening. If you want to uh, have discussions of topics, hit me up on Aaron at mondaysoverfridays.com. Our new website is up, so you can check us out at mondaysoverfridays.com. Also, our our show today is sponsored by Every Day I Train. Guess what? I run that show, too, uh, where we uh, tackle athletic training, but also the topics that are going on in the world. So not only are we trying training these guys for, for sports, we're training them to compete in life. So check us out at Mondays over Fridays on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all your social sites out there. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. This series is going to continue. We got one more segment of this men's what is what's going on with the men's segment. So check us out next week. This one is going to drop this week. Uh, I know some of you guys were anxious to hear our last show. We had some technical difficulties, but screw all that. We got it fixed for this show and we'll drop that for you. So again, thank you for joining us on Mondays over Fridays. We'll holler at you next time. Peace.